Hard Work, Goodwill, A Journey of Peace, Perseverance, and Redemption by Jerry Lundergan. My name is Michael Santos with Resilient Digital Publishing. I will be reading this book from cover to cover. Please visit hardworkgoodwill.com for your free copy. Here's chapter two. The right decision at the wrong time is the wrong decision. As a young man, I lacked the depth and breadth of wisdom necessary to understand that concept. I had the mindset for success, but I hadn't yet developed the kind of maturity that comes with experience. Now, after decades of experience, I am in a better position to analyze how decisions I made influenced my life. At 18, I didn't understand the magnitude of responsibilities I took on when my dad died unexpectedly. It was too much, too soon. I didn't have a solid foundation to know how, when, or why to set priorities. Without the discipline to set priorities, I allowed an unfortunate and unexpected family tragedy to take me off track. Back then, a positive mindset helped me rebound from that challenge, just like it's helping me now. When we fall, we have got to have the courage to get back up. In writing this book and course, I aspire to help readers learn the step-by-step process that helped me grow from humble beginnings. Over time, strategies of a positive mindset and strategies we use as a family led to thriving companies that support our communities. But how did it all start? Well, the answer to that question is the salient point. When people look at our company today, they don't know our history. They see an enormously successful business. What they don't understand is that it all started with a struggle, with a death in the family, with a bankruptcy in a small town where few residents saw an opportunity. By revealing our family's backstory, people that live with challenges may find hope. They may embrace the message I am trying to convey. Living a values-based, goal-oriented life advances people from one level to the next. They can find new opportunities changing the trajectory of life. Our backstory may inspire readers by helping them grasp the concept that overnight success is frequently 20 years in the making. In conveying that message, I recall a lesson I heard from a speaker. He asked the audience the best time to plant an oak tree. No one in the audience knew for sure. Some of the answers I heard were, Plant the seed in winter so that the seed will grow through the spring. Seeds planted at night grow faster than seeds planted in the morning. It's best to plant seeds in the autumn season. But the speaker surprised us all with his response. He said, The best time to plant an oak tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. I always liked that message. It helped me to see that at any time, we can plant seeds that are going to grow new opportunities in the future. On our journey to build companies under the Lundergren Group, we faced many real struggles. Since I was there from the beginning, I've got an insight that I can share. With the wrong mindset, any one of those struggles could have derailed our prospects for success. They could have sent me into a series of excuses. I could have lived by the motto of, it's not my fault, or it's not fair. But a positive mindset gave me a different perspective. Regardless of how many challenges or struggles arose, I understood that I had a responsibility to get back up and try again. I would live productively and industriously. 
By building something that would last for generations, I could restore confidence. My view may not be the only view, but experience convinces me that we position ourselves for success when we live with a resolute mindset. It is not always easy. The good Lord knows that there were many, many times when I wanted to crawl into bed, pull the covers over my head, and just disappear. And maybe I did that a few times, for a few minutes. Yet I've always known that we couldn't allow bad experiences to destroy us. We have got to muster the courage to rise and try again. Instead of blaming external forces for our challenges, we have got to take responsibility, ultimate responsibility. Regardless of what problems the world throws at us, we must have the courage and flexibility to adjust. If we can assess where we are at a given time, we can make different decisions, better decisions that will influence our prospects for success. Does that make sense? By taking the time to assess where we are, we're in a better position to determine what obstacles we must overcome and how to move forward. That's the essential key to seeing the step-by-step approach necessary to succeed. If we do the right thing today, we're going to have opportunities to do more tomorrow. Without a doubt, I can do things today that would have been unthinkable for me when I was starting. But if I hadn't learned to take disciplined, deliberate steps, none of those opportunities would have opened. As a side note, when we make the right decisions today, our children and our grandchildren benefit from all the investment we've made in building a positive, orderly pathway to success. We open opportunities for future generations that were not available to us. I can't emphasize this enough. It all starts with mindset. To stick a landing on the opposite side of the struggle, we can't get sidetracked with obstacles. Obstacles present an opportunity to recalibrate and chart a new course. By celebrating each little achievement, we power ourselves forward, putting us in a position to seize or create new and better opportunities that would have previously been unthinkable. Ask me how I know. Over time, I have noticed that many people don't quite get this concept. That's understandable. I have had the benefit of hindsight, so I may see the pathway to success more clearly. There's an old proverb I'll paraphrase. If you want to know the road ahead, ask someone who is walking back. Now that I am in my early 70s, I have walked many roads, and I have seen a great deal. That's why I am so passionate about conveying this message to people that aspire to build stronger, more productive lives. Decisions we are making today influence the opportunities that open for us tomorrow. To succeed, we have to make the right decisions at the right time. We need a positive mindset, meaning that we are always willing to learn. If we fail or if we struggle, there is still a lesson to be had. That so-called failure or challenge becomes an investment in future success. Right now, while I am facing a possible prison term, I am using a positive mindset to recalibrate to restore confidence, to build my ladder from struggle to a better life. How am I doing it? Well, one thing I'm doing is putting these thoughts and principles that have governed my life onto paper. By writing these words and creating this course, I am feeling stronger. I am feeling better because although I may not meet everyone that reads this message, 
I have an opportunity to share what I have learned. In so doing, I feel as though I am helping to build a better community. As I learn from inspiring men like my father, I hope that others will learn how hard work and goodwill could advance any of us on our journey to peace. But we've got to get the message across. In building our companies, I have worked alongside thousands of people. Many of them come to us through community service organizations, working on temporary jobs. Although I only spend a short amount of time with them, I always find value in listening to their stories. Some of them complain about difficulties they are having by living paycheck to paycheck or finding a job that provides a sense of stability. I understand, and when asked, I am quick to extend a helping hand. While living with challenges, some people tell me they don't have the energy to even think about how decisions they are making today can lead them to become enormously successful tomorrow. Some say that I wouldn't understand their problems. Since they see me as being the boss, they mistakenly think that I couldn't possibly grasp their challenges. If they only knew my history, they may see it differently. In truth, I don't have a positive mindset because I am successful. It's the other way around. I am successful because I have a positive mindset. If we change the way we think, we open new opportunities. If we see everything as a struggle, we only see hardship. Our mindset puts us in a position for better outcomes. At least that is what I have learned. Mayesville, Kentucky. The year was 1965, and I was 18, a student at the University of Kentucky. Although I wanted to earn a university degree, the timing just wasn't right. It was the right decision and the right reason, but at the wrong time. My father, Eugene Lundergan, was only 45 years old back then. My dad was one of the hardest working people I have ever known. He supported our family by working as a lathe operator in a metal fabricating shop. We lived in Mayesville, a small town separated from Lexington by a two-lane country road without any lighting. Once the Hollywood media learned that the movie star Rosemary Clooney and her nephew George Clooney grew up in Mayesville, more attention and curiosity came. I remember being home on break from school when my father unexpectedly came back from work at the deli. I asked him what was wrong and he told me that he had double vision and a headache. He rarely left work for any reason. We went to his doctor in Maysville, who then sent us to a specialist in Lexington. Thank God I was home because my mom couldn't drive. We went to St. Joseph Hospital and the specialist immediately admitted my dad. Doctors went right to work trying to save him. Their examination revealed that he suffered from a brain aneurysm. On account of alcoholism, his brain had swollen. He remained in the hospital for 13 days. The doctors decided the swelling had diminished and chose to operate. Unfortunately, he died that night. I'll always remember the drive back from the hospital. We were headed back to Malesville about halfway home when the lights suddenly went out on our car. I pulled over and tried to figure out what had happened. The lights wouldn't come back on. We pulled into a home off of US 68 to ask for help. Yet when the man opened the door, he said he couldn't do anything. 
With no one to help us, I just had to deal with the situation, driving slowly with only the light from the stars to keep us on track. Sometimes we have to rely on ourselves because no one will be around to help. My mother, Thelma, worried about how she would survive without my dad. As I drove slowly, I tried to bolster her spirits as best as I could. Besides going to school, I said that I would do everything possible to assist financially. Mother didn't know how to drive back then, yet when my father died, I had to teach her. She passed her driving exam when she was 45, and once my mother learned how to drive, she didn't stop until the day she joined our Father in Heaven on June 21, 2012, a very sad day for my brothers and sisters and me. Our parents may not have had much formal education, but they wanted the best for their children. They encouraged us through school and impressed upon us the importance of earning college degrees. My older sister, Bonnie Jean, was already out of the house and married. I was a freshman at the University of Kentucky and trying to follow the path that my parents had set for me. With my dad's passing, our family's circumstances changed. My mother was left to care for our younger brothers, Mike and Tom, as well as our more youthful sister, Peggy. In my mother's eyes, our family's future looked as bleak as that desolate country road that separated Mayesville from Kentucky. With my father's untimely death, I had to accept responsibility, and I had to do so quickly. I'd like to say that I made all the right decisions. In truth, I wasn't quite ready to step into his shoes and lead our family. I didn't know how to manage multiple steps, and I just couldn't hold everything together. My dad may not have had a college degree, but he had a remarkable mindset. When he was alive, he understood that to advance our family, he would need to create multiple streams of income. Besides holding a steady job as a lathe operator, coming home sweaty and dirty every night, he never hesitated to go back out to work each evening on odd jobs around Mayesville. Although most folks in Mayesville were hard workers, people knew that if they needed anything fixed or repaired, they could call Gene Lundergan and he would be right there. My dad took pride in giving an honest day's work for a fair wage. Those extra wages went right into the family savings. I learned a lot about discipline and work ethic by growing up alongside my dad. He may have suffered from the disease of alcoholism, but nothing interfered with his work ethic. He was a man that could get the job done. By living frugally, my parents saved up enough to open a small neighborhood deli. My dad put everything together and we worked at the store as a family. He'd still go to work at his regular job at the machine shop. Then, in the late afternoon, my dad would join my mom and sister Bonnie in the store. I began working in the deli as a young boy and helping out as needed. I'd sweep floors, stock the shelves, clean the freezers. If something needed to be done, we'd get to work. Tom and Mike joined us as they grew older. My brothers were always my best friends, and each of us idolized our father. Some people would say that there weren't many opportunities in a small town like Mayesville, but that wasn't true for my dad. With a positive mindset, my dad saw opportunities everywhere. Besides taking on side projects and starting a deli, my dad networked with city leaders. 
Together, through networking, they got to know some of the local leadership in the county. Through those relationships, my dad negotiated opportunities to run the food and beverage operations at the county fair, known as the Germantown Fair. Later, he expanded his concession operations to other markets throughout Kentucky and Ohio. While working alongside my father as a child, I learned how I could build my positive mindset. A strong mindset could lead to creating opportunities out of nothing more than an idea and execution of a plan. Both of our parents gave my siblings and me an excellent example of the benefits that could come from hard work and community service. When my father died, I pledged to my mother that not only would I work toward getting my college education, but I would take over the work responsibilities my father had left behind. As an 18-year-old, I thought I could step right into their footsteps and multitask in the same ways that they did. Sadly, I wasn't ready to step into his shoes. Over the coming semesters, I worked my tail off to keep the deling running while at the same time trying to grow the concession business we had been operating as a family. Although it looked as if my dad could run everything effortlessly, I quickly learned that there was a lot more to running a business than I could see on the surface. Likewise, there was a lot more to getting a college education than I anticipated. Trying to both run the business and stay in school wasn't the best idea. I am embarrassed to admit that I failed at both tasks. I didn't get my degree, and decisions I made along the way led the businesses that my dad had built right into bankruptcy. There I was, stuck in Mayesville, Kentucky. I was starting my life without a father, without a college education, and bankrupt. I don't think too many people would have seen such beginnings as an auspicious start to a promising career. I'm a man that likes to learn lessons from leaders. One of the founding fathers of our country, Benjamin Franklin, wrote about the importance of making the right decisions at the right time and taking the right steps at the right time. In one of his books, he wrote, For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the rider was lost. For want of a rider, the message was lost. For want of a message, the battle was lost. For want of a battle, the kingdom was lost. And all for the want of a horseshoe nail. When I read that story, I thought back to the start of my career. My dad could operate several businesses at the same time that he was working a full-time job as a lathe operator. But just because I saw him succeeding at a task didn't mean that I could manage at the same level. Since I didn't have his experience, it wasn't the right time for me to be trying to do everything. I was just starting in life. Instead of taking on too much, I should have made a choice. As I look back on that experience, I think about what I could have done differently. With the wisdom of hindsight, I may have asked some questions. For example, I could have asked, well, given my father's untimely death, what is the most important thing that I can do right now? Or, given the situation at hand, what would success look like for me in five years? Or, I could have asked, if I can define what success would look like in five years, what methodical course of action can I put in place right now that would lead me to where I want to go. 
Here's another question I could have asked. If I follow that course of action, what milestones will I have reached at the end of year one, year two, year three, and year four? Or what priorities should I put in place that would bring the highest likelihood of success? I wanted to do everything, but I didn't have the experience to do everything. Had I understood my weakness, I may have made better decisions. Without the discipline to set priorities, I lost everything. Fortunately, I had a positive mindset. I didn't see it as a failure at all, but rather as an investment in my success. And as this story unfolds, readers will see that I rebounded, just as any of us can rebound. Any of us can choose to begin making decisions that will lead to a better life. If we define success, we can establish principles that guide all of our decisions. The principles that have always guided me include, one, living honestly, two, living with a good work ethic, and three, living with loyalty to God, family, and building better communities. Those principles helped me recover. Once I recovered, I had a great sense of accomplishment by going back to each of those people and businesses that didn't get paid as a result of my bankruptcy. Although I didn't have any obligation, I handed each of them a check for payment in full. The law may not have required such a payment, but my commitment to living a values-based, goal-oriented life required that I make them whole. That's what makes me Jerry Lundergan. You've just listened to Chapter 2 of Hard Work, Goodwill by Jerry Lundergan. Get your free copy by visiting hardworkgoodwill.com. In Chapter 3, we'll learn how Jerry defines success and how you can use this strategy to reach a higher potential in your life.